0: Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. Lord, i really been real stressed. I'm Justin with The Holler. Follow us at The TN Holler on Twitter and Facebook. We're also at Memphis Holler and at Knoxville Holler now, which we're excited about. TNHoller.com if you want to subscribe or chip in. We survive in your support. Every dollar helps. It's why we were able to grow when a lot of other sites are trimming right now. So we really appreciate all the support and the involvement. Please keep the stories coming. Speaking of stories that were sent to us by readers today, we're talking to Benny Smith, the Shelby County Election Commissioner, who I've been wanting to talk to for a really long time, who I'm hoping is going to give us the scoop on what's going on over there. Benny, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Benny. Please start by telling, by bragging on yourself, extensive resume. You are not just a county commissioner. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. I'm
1: a code writer. I've been writing code. I've been doing finance and analytics and database, political forecasting, uh, economic forecasting, you name it. Uh, I got the the skin in the game when it comes to writing code and seeing what code can do and, and actually does in practice. Uh, So I've been doing that for the better part of 20 years. I've got my own company um, where I do this for for large and small companies, looking at their uh, situations and finding out
0: ways to automate. I'm pretty good at it. Okay, pretty good at it. Well, you seem to be. There was a Bloomberg piece on you where you discovered something that happened during the election in 2015 in Memphis. What was it that you found? And how did you find it?
1: I have this prediction software that basically says who's going to vote and and where they're going to turn up at. And every time I would do this for candidates, when they lose, you know, everybody who loses says, you know, the election was stolen. So uh, 2014 was an anomaly year where a lot of people were saying, you know, my election was stolen. I didn't didn't really believe them. Looking at the, the analytics and looking at the demographics of how the turnout was happening, it would. It would lend support to think that you can't just let the numbers kind of dictate that 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 should be the story. So, as a consolation prize, you know, I'm a software developer. I write code. I said, you know, I will take a look at the systems that we use here, and as a consolation prize, tell you if, if I find anything bad. So, I was conducting a study in 2015. You know, looked at this this software. I got it from BlackBoxVoting.org. Court cases were, you know, if if you follow any anything in Shepherd County, we. We get sued uh, uh, on average once or twice a year, every election year. So that had happened for the better part of a decade. I got that court document information and I studied it and I saw that there was this two sets of books when it comes to tabulating the votes. And that is is a very dangerous outlay for software to work that way. I started studying how the, the totals could originate in one place and change once they hit the central tabula. My prediction software told me that if you're going to experience anything problematic, it's going to happen in a very dense area. So I used the prediction algorithm to tell me which precincts to look at. I went after the literal receipt. Before the votes hit the central tabulator, they are aggregated and produced in hard copy as a poll tape. So I literally just there was this guy Dale Gill. um, He was always shouting, "Go get the poll tapes! Go get the poll tapes!" And I was always in the background. So you know, I came to the foreground, you know, helping some of the candidates that were running because we had, a, we had an extensive slate of candidates that particular year. I think we even we had Judge Joe Brown that was running for district attorney. I just did what the guy said. I went and looked at the poll tapes and I took a picture of the poll tape. And when I took a picture of the poll tape, it had 548, somewhere 548 votes. But when it hit the central tabulator, it was 330 votes. So it lost 40% of its value. In, in like a two day span, and and, and anybody who who does basic addition know you can't get that way. You can only do that by subtraction. So that's when I submitted that to the the election commissioners at the time. I think it was Norman Lester and uh, Wanda Halbert uh, who was one of the candidates who who lost her election. She went to court and she sued, and she basically showed that one poll tape, and it took it from. Uh, I guess, the summary judgment. And that's when Bloomberg got interested because they said nobody has has ever had anything that you could actually show uh, a, a problem because everything is proprietary.
0: Time out here real quick. You start talking about subtracting votes in two different books. It sounds intentional. I mean, there's really only two options, right? A program gone haywire or intentional vote subtraction and shenanigans. What was it? I gotta be careful how I say it. The software is intentional.
1: It is designed to allow that to happen. This particular incident that I found was a, I guess a bug as uh, the best way to characterize it, where it was known to drop votes. And the state of Ohio knew about this bug over a decade ago and they sued and they got replacement software. And I think that that's even chronicled in the Bloomberg article. But Shelby County is still using that software now. And we didn't get any replacement software, so we don't know how long this has happened. And I was just uh, you know, foolish enough to take a picture and have some documented proof.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. There is buggy software that is either intentionally or unintentionally created to be buggy that comes from what company
1: this is debold the original software
0: that most people got after half Debold. Of okay so mm-hmm. debold is making these touchscreen voting machines that mm-hmm. are dropping dropping votes in predominantly black precincts uh,
1: predominantly black jurisdictions the same software is in use was in use in Georgia and they experienced the same uh, type of anomaly where in large, you know, dense areas, the 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 memory cards just
0: dropped. So we know this happened. You proved it, you showed it yeah. to them. There was a lawsuit, and now we're still using the same machines. And not only that, but they just voted to get more of those machines.
1: Yeah, we doubled down. I took a beating, but they basically ushered the next generation of that same type of software. Same company? We haven't disclosed who the, the vendor, but I know that the software no matter which company you get, the capability is in all of them because there was like an antitrust lawsuit and the original uh, software kind of migrated into all of the other uh, manufacturers.
0: Buggy machines, we're doubling down on those that you've already proved that drop votes. Then there's this whole story about a lobbyist for the touchscreen voting machines company shares office with a lawyer for the election commission?
1: Yeah, I, I read the story. Um, we have a state election commissioner who I spoke with at this conference that we go to, and it's called TACIAL, Tennessee Association of County Election Officials. They drill into the commissioners that uh, the election administrator is not my boss. My commission is the boss of my election administrator. And they, they kind of drill that in into Takiya. And it was Commissioner Donna Barry who uncovered a bunch of basic gap violations from this association that we attended. And I was talking to her because I do political consulting. She said, when when it comes to your political consulting, you don't want, you want to avoid the mere fact that it could look like there's some impropriety. When I took the election commissioner job, I had to stop helping candidates win because if there was something wrong with the election, I would be on the, I would be a named person on the lawsuit. I brought that up to look at our, our a- attorney through the same lens. The mere fact that it looks like there's some impropriety is enough for that to be problematic. The story came out literally days before we were ready to vote. And I, I asked the lawyer on the record, I took him at his word for it. He said, there's nothing there. But, you know, if I was to play devil's advocate, I would say, well, I would never see you out in public with the guy because y'all go home at night. Like, if you're in the same office with somebody, it's really hard, you know, for somebody to say that you could or couldn't do anything because y'all you in the same room. The appearance of the impropriety was, was 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 pretty pretty shameful to me.
0: And then there's the story of election administrator Linda Phillips. Sons worked for the company that provides the voter registration software. What I'm getting at here is there seems to be a buildup of things too worried about swirling around Shelby Election Commission and voting in Memphis. How wor- worried should people in Tennessee and frankly, the country be about elections in Memphis?
1: Yeah, that one is just rude. It seems to be pretty factual because I asked her on the record and she was like, I never worked for... For an election company. And she was talking about this company knowing is under considerable fire when you just look further to say, you know, what about everyone who counts? Audit USA, John Brakey. I, I'm a friend of John Brakey. So shout out to John Brakey. They were the people that that were putting eyes on this. But then I asked the election administrator, and she was like, Well, yeah, but I disclosed. She started talking about some some documents that she gave to count the county. The election commissioners is where that information should be disclosed to. And Former Commissioner Norma Lester, who was on the commission before I got on the commission, she said that ain't happened. The body that the oversight body had no idea about. You know, it's being said that she steered a million dollars to her son and then went back to the well for another $175,000. Only one vendor can provide the solution for, which is essentially a no big contract at that point. And and I think the election commissioners. about that ask either and I want to say I was on the commission at that time so I know I didn't know about it. Should people be concerned about Memphis? The best way I can say it is there are two keys that don't belong together, public and proprietary. Those two words should not be in the same sentence and what you have is public dollars, public processes. You know the process of of casting a vote is a secret process but the process of counting it is a public process. The process of funding it, that's all public. And what I see is we're funding with public dollars and we're buying proprietary information, which is private. So whenever the public wants access with the money that they spent, they are going to be denied that access. All of this proprietary ushering in of of software and non-public means of, of conducting public Uh, Business is problematic in itself.
0: If somebody were to say to you, how concerned should we be about Memphis, 1 to 10, about elections in Memphis and whether they're safe and secure and being counted the right way?
1: Can I go to 42?
0: 42. All right. Well, there you go. Well, I hope people are listening to that. Benny, I I can tell you're somebody that we need to listen to. I hope people are listening to what you're saying here. There's somebody on Twitter named Jennifer Cohn really pays attention to this stuff. And she has been highlighting what's going on at Jennifer Cohn one. I think she is on Twitter. Go look at some of the threads. They're very alarming. She talks about these machines. It's not just Memphis. These touchscreen machines are a problem throughout the country. And there is a whole wormhole you can go down to see all the conflicts of interest all the ugliness that has gone on, especially in Georgia, where you mentioned it happened when uh, Stacey Abrams lost. So there's a lot going on here and a lot that we need to pay attention to. Betty, what should we be doing? What's the right way to vote? The right way
1: to vote is, is actually pretty simple. Anything that is repeatable lends itself to automation. I know it. I write it all day long. Casting a ballot is a repeatable thing. We do it over and over again. When you have a computer casting your ballot, it's creating a first-generation copy because it is printing it. There is nothing to stop it from printing it again. And the new print that it would make would be a first-generation copy also. So you could reprint an election if you were a bad actor, or you can disrupt it if you were a bad actor. If you can show a person 14 names when they show 16 names, nobody's going to know when they leave that screen that that happened. So the best process is a hand-marked paper ballot because you'll see what all the choices were, and you'll also see what you chose. The complete picture is there when you do that. The main thing is preserving the record. I know my intent because I filled it out. However, when you put a machine in front of me, then you got to interpret the intent through the lens of code and modules and, you know, programmers, that like copy code off the internet. That part of, uh, of computation doesn't belong when, when you can just replace the $5,000 machine that's probably consider- considerably inferior to an iPad 1. You could replace that with, a, with an eight cent pencil and get more intent from the voter. So, hand marked paper ballot. Fill in, show me everything. Put it in a digital scanner. That's going to create a selfie. Release those images online so people can police their republic themselves. And now we have the hand-marked paper ballot as a backup. So if somebody's trying to fiddle around with the images, nobody commits data in the election process. We don't see what the, the results are until two or three days later. Commit them on election night. Commit them right to the record, and then we should do a system of accounting, which is audits to get back to why things were or weren't what they said. So in the case of Shelby County, where it was an error that missed 40% of a precinct, we would know every time that that happened, the citizens will likely catch it, and then transparency of that process will walk us back to what actually happened. And then nobody's going to be upset that we say, hey, the memory card didn't count it. Thank God we got the ballot so we can add it up. And now we can go back after the vendor and say, "Look, you need to do a software update." We get Windows updates all day long. Zoom had a problem and they corrected it because the users found it. So that's the way it should work with everything, but it doesn't work that way with voting.
0: Well, that makes too much sense for it to be the way we do it. We constantly hear about how don't worry about these machines because they're not hooked up to the internet, so they're not vulnerable to hacking. Is that true? Right.
1: No, no, no. That's you know. You see, I got an array of screens here. Uh, I'm a technologist, I take it seriously. You know, I got security cameras, I got everything. Even my security cameras, I got them as closed circuit, but they connect to the internet at some point. Every piece of computer has to get some type of firmware update or some type of hardware update down to the coffee maker. And each one of those things can be interrupted by some bad actor. The machine may not be connected to the internet, but it has the capacity to connect to the internet. And the things that are programmed come from some computer that at one point got an update, which was downloaded. So if I get into the firmware from a download and then into the USB drive and then copy it over to the machine, it's just an still. So they should just stop saying that.
0: <laughs> so if it connects to the Internet and if that's true, are our elections being hacked?
1: Absolutely. You know, John Oliver uh, from HBO, he had this collage of people saying it's not connected to their Internet. It's not connected to the Internet. And then he asked this guy in Texas, you know, so are your machines connected to their Internet? And he's like, no, absolutely not. We use an old fashioned uh, uh, phone line. And the first thing that went off in my head was supercomputer, supercomputer. That's, dial-up. that's the Internet. <laughs> and Shelby County does the same thing here. We go through these landlines and these private networks. And those are how you reach out to the internet. So it is just a a foolish notion to to keep saying it that way. Like, you know, most people aren't informed uh, about the internet. That's
0: all pretty (laughs) depressing. You know, I mean, because at the end of the day, Benny, like there's so many people doing so much work, fight for their candidates and push issues and, and organizations. And there's so much at stake. And to think that, you know, these things are not that secure. I've been to some election commissions where the people that handle these things, I mean, to use a Southern phrase, bless their hearts, but like they wouldn't know code from a banana, you know? And so, and these are the people who are dealing with machines on a daily basis. They put them in a room somewhere who knows what goes on with them. So it's just, it's really frustrating and scary to hear from somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, that things are maybe not as solid as we would like them to be. If we can bank online, eventually we should be able to get to a place where you can vote online. I think if we did that, it would change the country overnight. I think young people would vote in droves and suddenly our country would move forward in a way that nothing else we're talking about would do. I think online mobile voting is the future and it would change this country overnight. Do you see that happening ever?
1: No, I, I actually cringe at the notion. The internet is, man, we only see like 1% of the internet. We you don't know about a Tor browser and some of this other stuff about the dark web, there are just too many avenues of an unregulated space that people have no concept of how it works and links together. There is always going to be some guy that's going to find out if I didn't have enough coffee when I was writing my code. Somebody's going to find a leak or a in. Banks get hacked. I think the handmarked paper ballot and counted in public, if we had citizen input, we could do this in the analog way, not the digital way.
0: Let me push back on you a little bit, though, because, I mean, okay. you're really telling me that what we're doing is getting hacked. Also, I guess what I would say, Benny, is it sounds like there's no perfect answer here other than traditional straight up marked paper ballots, which I'm for that, too, by the way.
1: Yeah, this particular process, you know, the jurisdictions are small. The marked paper ballot approach is solid. You can if I had it my way, marked paper ballots counted on closed circuit camera and until- put Put it in a glass box. I don't think that part should be as secret as it is. Again, I give you the proprietary versus public argument there. I think we want it too instant. I mean, I got to wait 30 days to get a mortgage, but you can transfer a whole state and and they want it in 30 minutes. We look at all the power that, that changes hands when you can appoint and, and give somebody a million dollar salary or a $20 million contract. The administrator has given her son a million dollar contract, right? There's a lot of authority and power in that type of transition. More of an analog approach and more citizen involvement is probably the way.
0: Universal vote by mail for everybody, is that what we should be doing right now in a pandemic?
1: So I get heartburn with vote by mail because the signature verification uh, part is still done with computers. However, I do think vote by mail is the way for right now, as long as the record that is being authenticated was filled out by a person. Like you can go back and look at a chess match from 1919. Because they recorded the movements. The Army still used the old-fashioned logbook. book. It's, it's just paper. When I was looking for the documents to vote on the uh, our voting machine selection, our administrator, I really feel like she obstructed the process. They stayed weeks on figuring out how they could not give me the information that, that I got. Shout out to, to the, the, the CAO, uh, Duan Gillen. I called him. He humbled himself and got it to me in 24 hours. The process that, that all the information that they were saying took weeks, and they were saying that the purchasing department department said that they I shouldn't have it. The guy who's over purchasing got it to me in 24 hours. But the reason why I brought that up is because when I did get the information, it was like 700 pages of paper, and I asked the administrator on the record. I said, "Why did you not give it to me in soft copy?" And she said, "Well, purchasing said, get this, for security reasons, we should print it out." on paper to avoid it being easy to copy or manipulate or for you to change something about it. So her protective measure to keep me from seeing information was to reduce me to paper. Put it in paper, it'll be really hard for somebody to do something with That's exactly the same case that I'm making about the voting process. Put it in paper, it makes it really hard for somebody to do something.
0: Well, wow, I think that makes too much sense. As a last thing, we're in the bottom in voter turnout. From where I'm sitting, that's intentional. How do you feel about the job someone like uh, Trey Hargett's doing? Is he taking steps to move us out of the basement when it comes to voter turnout?
1: I can only speak from the interfaces that I've had with Trey Hargett. I'm pretty bummed out about Trey Hargett. I've been asking for, for basic information that is by right mind, by, by statutory authority, audit loans, and, and documents procedures, how we follow processes here. And for the better part of a year, I've been on the commission for a year, and I today have not received really any information. And I even went so far as to go to the state coordinator. I know that some of the legislatures even appealed to Trey Hargett, and I haven't gotten any support with basic uh, information down here. So I wouldn't go so far as to say it's deliberate, but I don't think it's important, uh, for sure, at least from, from the lens that I see as a commissioner, because I don't, I don't really get any support.
0: What were you trying to get from
1: How do we count hand paper ballots? What do we do with signatures? How do we tabulate votes? Who's supposed to go where? And, and how do we check the seals? And if the seals don't match, what do we do? There are absolutely, I was just going to the there are no processes of how we actually do that. And I think that's a problem with government, because you know you get these people like you said bless their hearts it's my setup here my commissioners they don't do this stuff for a living and they're asked to to vote we tried to have two or three different uh, online meetings and we could not even we couldn't even put it off we couldn't even do it and yet we voted on you know 5 million dollars worth of equipment that it's already outdated it's not supported and you know i can talk for hours about that we're in trouble we are headed to something that is completely destabilizing in the region i've had the opportunity to talk to republicans about this issue as well as democrats we are careening to where whoever loses in 2020 it's going to be a fallout because we are not adopting handmarked paper ballots the president if he wins uh, the strategist in me says he's got a really good chance if he wins all of the detractors are gonna wanna demand proof that he actually won. And if he loses, all of his supporters are gonna wanna demand evidence that he lost. And we won't have it. If we had paper, we would actually have it. But we won't, we will not have it. So I, I am not looking forward to a November
0: man all right benny well thank you so much for taking the time please stay in touch keep us posted if there's anything we need to holler about it's
1: time for some people like you and me to start speaking up and, and kind of explaining this stuff i, I really applaud that that you trying to dig into some of the wormhole a lot of us have been there
0: I'm, I'm just glad we have you in there to let people know what's really going on all
1: right whenever you want to do it again we'll do it again tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Yeah.
0: to tennessee